Mike podcast, uh, where we want to help your family have better conversations around the content you consume. My name is Nathan, and I am joined as always by uh, my co-host, Donnie and Sawyer. Heidi is unable to be with us at the time of this recording, uh, but I know she regrets it because we are talking about a uh, really wonderful uh, heartbreaking, uh, but also just uh, emotionally compelling movie called Just Mercy, which is about uh, the world-renowned civil rights defense attorney Brian Stevenson working to free a wrongly condemned death row prisoner because uh, Brian Stevenson, who is a uh, believer, a, a follower of Jesus, uh, who started the Equal Justice Initiative uh he uh, started a um, museum uh, that we actually visited uh, in Montgomery, Alabama, uh, called it's the uh, Legacy Museum. Uh, that is the Equal Justice Initiative that talks about everything from uh, slavery to Jim Crow era South to uh, racial terror lynchings to even now with mass incarceration all the way kind of through all of that. Uh, and does so, I think, with such a kingdom of God perspective and uh, love for Jesus. And this movie, uh, I think, is a great opportunity for us to talk about that with our kids. But before we get into that, Donnie, explain what is it that we actually do on this podcast for people who may be new? Yeah, on this podcast, we encourage every family at Community Christian Church to have a monthly movie night to help you and your children build memories and start conversations that matter. The goal of our family ministry is to help you raise your children to love Jesus and his way of life above all other things. And we know that critical to that is for you to have a routine, regular time of connection and shared experiences that help you build stronger relationships. And, you know, movie nights are great opportunities to do that. Uh, you know, movies are they're not just this easy way to enjoy laughter um, and joy, but and especially in the case of this movie, sadness and and. and and, you know, in a safe environment, that's that's the key. You know, movies, movie nights are a great opportunity to feel in a safe environment. And, uh, you know, they also give us a chance to talk about what matters. Again, really important with this movie. Um, have us have meaningful and memorable conversations with our kids and stuff. Um, and on this podcast, uh, we want to, you know, recommend some movies that uh, you can watch on your monthly movie night. Um but most importantly, and again, especially with this movie, this is a really big conversation movie that you can have. Like after the movie, be ready to have some tough conversations. Yeah. And as always, we want to hear from you on this podcast. We want to know what it is that that you think. And, and, and uh, maybe there's a movie you want us to discuss or uh, there's a topic on one of these movies. Maybe this podcast, you hear something and you want to add your voice to the conversation. There's a form in the description. There's a link in the description of this video, this podcast, where you can click, you can go to that, and you can uh, just let us know what we're missing. What is it that we missed? Is there a comment or a question you have? Or maybe, like I said, a movie you want us to discuss, put that in, in the chat, and we will, uh, we will talk about that here on our podcast. Uh, but today, we are talking about this movie uh, from 2019, Just Mercy. Uh, it is available currently on HBO Max. Uh, we had a discussion just before filming. It may actually be leaving HBO Max. So, but this is something you can rent. 
Uh, I do know if you're here in Coweta County, the Coweta County Library has it available on DVD. So you, if you got a library card, go pick it up. Uh, it is a uh, a really powerful movie. I think that's the best way to say it. Uh, you might have already noticed our format's a little different. We're 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 not quite as jokey and fun because this is a. Uh, I don't want to. I mean, it's heavy. It's a heavy movie. There's certainly even though moments of levity in it. Uh, but I think powerful is the best way to describe it. Donnie, is that how you would talk about this movie? Just being very powerful. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a lot of like what um, Sawyer was saying. So I think there's some great conversations. Some of them might be tough, but I think there's a lot of great moments and opportunities for just a good dialogue to begin and or also continue. So, so Donnie, what what stood out to you? Just once again, and I think this is a hard movie to say. Like you really enjoy, I enjoy it, but I get why some people might say they don't enjoy it. What what about this movie? I'll just say worked for you in what it was trying to do. I think it it gives a very good perspective of what one person or a group of people can do, and what change they can bring to their environment and and the environments around them by doing doing the things that they know are just and the doing the things that they know are for the betterment of all people um because i think it's very easy to sometimes get bogged down by all the negativity and all the bad things in the world that we forget that there is good still happening but sometimes we get we have our blinders on because we may have experienced a lot of the opposite so yeah yeah, and I think this movie has a lot of, uh, obviously, just stellar performances. Uh, everyone from Michael B. Jordan, Jamie Foxx, who plays uh, uh, Johnny D., uh, who is uh, the convicted death row uh, prisoner who is wrongfully convicted, as is uh, proven by the end of the film. Spoiler alert. Uh, and uh, he is just just overwhelmingly good in this. Uh, yes. Brie Larson, um who is in this, uh, the director, writer, director, D Destin Daniel Cretton, who goes on to direct uh, the Marvel film Shang-Chi. Uh, and uh, he just, he, the, he did a movie also, um, which I don't know that we will ever cover on this podcast called Short Term 12, um, which is about um, kids who have, I shouldn't say kids, but teenagers who have kind of aged out of foster care and are living in these short-term facilities um, and it's the first place I ever saw Brie Larson and Lakeith Stanfield, um, who uh, went on to be in a whole bunch of stuff, including the TV show Atlanta. Uh, but he, he's just really adept at handling um, emotional material, but also at showing people that normally you have a one dimensional view of, like in this case, death row prisoners and showing them in multifaceted lights. Yeah. Um, that really bring out the humanity of people. And I think this movie really works on that level. Sawyer, Sawyer, what works for you in this movie? Um, a lot. So like I'm a, like in my, in my movie nerddom, I love, there's a soft spot in my heart for legal dramas. Um, uh, my favorite movie of all time is 12 Angry Men. I love a movie like A Few Good Men. Um, and what I think this movie in particular does so effectively better than most legal dramas, most legal dramas are like concerned with like the snappy dialogue and the big moments and stuff like that. This movie gets at the heart yeah. of it all and stuff like that so effectively. Um, you know, you already hit on it, but 
the two lead performances in particular, Michael B. Jordan and Jamie Foxx are so my, my two favorite scenes of the whole movie are kind of like their introduction to each other. When Brian approaches him for the first time and then near the end, not near, well, you know, you, you already spoiled what happened. So I don't have to promise. Hey, there's a moment where they think they've lost is the thing. And it, they've like come so far and it's like, ugh, it's really heartbreaking. And the the performances in that in those in that scene is so heartbreaking, and it just it gets to the emotion of it all. And and you know, it, I I just I really really admire the the work that uh, I don't want to like say like that the movie like represents and stuff like that um, because like I I don't think this movie's like trying to be necessarily like hyper political. Um, but this idea of everyone deserves a shot, like just the title of the movie, just mercy. Everyone deserves mercy is the thing. And it's, it's really, really beautiful. So uh, I think when we kind of get into the themes of this movie before we do, I'll say this is a movie that I think probably does fit better for older kids uh, because this movie um, really deals with some kind of uh, gray area stuff. Uh, there's not a ton. There's some language in it that is um, um pretty heavy um and i can see why you might not want your younger kids to watch it um but so i would say this would be a good opportunity and i will say i know for many parents this movie may not seem like the kind of uh material you want to deal with on your family movie night <laughs> that might feel a little heavy but i will say this if you would if you would venture out um and, and maybe watch this with your older kids who i will say this um, you know, we did our last podcast talking about kids going into puberty and kind of building their own ideas and their own thoughts about life. Um, one thing I know that in our world that is just so hyper politicized and all of this, one of the things that I see with a lot of parents and uh, adult children, parents and teenage children is allowing politics to kind of and political thoughts to kind of tear you apart uh, instead of allowing Jesus and the kingdom of God to bring you together. And I think this is a movie that allows you to have those conversations and you don't even have to get that political. In fact, we, we want to kind of model that on here. Uh, if, if you think that we uh, brought this movie up, because this movie does certainly, I'll say when you watch it, you'll see it certainly has a thought about policies and public policies and government policies. Um, and, and you think, well, maybe that's what, what they want us to talk to our kids about is advocating for that policy. That's not the case. Uh, and we're going to try and model that in that. I think, as we said in the last one, the job of art and movies is to raise questions and to raise the right kind of questions and allow us to go to God with those questions and allow uh, God and uh, Jesus, the kingdom, a uh, biblical worldview to really inform our answers to those questions. So the theme of this movie is really what is justice? Right. Everyone in this movie is trying to figure out everyone from the D.A. who and he says at one point in this movie, like, hey, I, I'm trying to get justice for people that they know when someone commits a crime, someone's getting punished. Right. And in his mind, that's what justice is, is that every time there's a crime committed, there is punishment. And certainly that's a form of, of justice. And uh, there's a conversation where Brian Stevenson says, I'm trying to get justice for my client who has been, there's a level of justice when you've been wrongly committed, that that level of justice looks different and that that's the kind of conversation that gets had here. And I think what's really important for us as we're raising children to love Jesus uh, is loving Jesus means that we care about issues of justice. And, um, 
so to kind of get our, our conversation started along those lines, um, I want to read a description or a definition of justice uh, that comes from uh, a, 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 he was actually a civil rights um, activist uh, during the civil rights movement of the 60s, but also, uh, I, I believe, not only just a pastor, but a, a, a lawyer who worked at this. His name is Dr. John Perkins. And this is the way he describes justice that justice is any act of reconciliation that restores any part of God's creation back to its original intent, purpose, or image. He says, when I think about justice that way, it doesn't surprise me at all that God loves justice. It includes both the acts of justice, social justice, justice for society, and the restorative justice that is found on the cross. And that if we can hold in our minds that the goal of what God loves about justice is that God, that justice is God making things the way they should have always been, right? So in the case of uh, I wrong someone else, justice is me making some kind of restitution, right? That I may have to uh, face a consequence to try and make that relationship right, right? But there's also a level to which uh, the person who has done the wrong, there's a level of justice that they deserve. Uh, and that the question that we have to ask as followers of Jesus is, what is just, right? And and we get so bogged down in our political ideas of there's like law and order justice and there's like social justice. And I think as believers, that debate is not even really for us. The debate for us is what is the most just thing to do. And this movie posits a question, and I've talked for a long time, so I'm going to throw it to Donnie now. This, the question that this movie brings up is, how are justice and mercy, how do you do both of those things, right? Justice is things go back to the way they always should have been, and mercy is I treat people with a loving, tender heart like a parent would. How can I do both of those things? And Donnie, how do you see this movie kind of having that conversation? Yeah, so I think a really <clears throat> a good example of some of these things is that um, there's many different people. Um, there's, I think his name is Ray um, that has the conversation and was kind of a big turning point. Um, and you see that he wants, he wants justice for this man. Like, and he, he, he understands that he's done wrong. And essentially, he's saying, I've done wrong, but that doesn't mean that this person shouldn't deserve the mercy that everyone else does just because I made a mistake and did something wrong for my own best interest. Because yeah. I think sometimes we get lost in that idea of when justice happens, what does it all entail? Like justice includes mercy because there are times where we have to go, I could give you the most harsh obvious thing that someone else would agree with or i can give you the opportunity to understand that there's a way for you to repent and change and turn away from what you've done and through that mercy now you feel the opportunity that there is a, a case for redemption um yeah. and you see that specifically in the um public defender because mm -hmm. the public defender goes through a bit of a transformation in these moments because He's looking at these things and goes, I think, you know, justice means that I keep this, the outcome of this the same. And I, and I'm protect because if you listen to like what he said about it, he said, I'm here to protect the people of this town. 
But in that, sometimes we get lost. Is that, and he got lost for a moment, and he had to be reminded that it's not about what, it's about the overall justice for people in general, not for just varying communities, it's for all people. Right. Because we often want to take away the opportunity for repentance and redemption from people, because in a culture that says, you know, we want to cancel people, we mm-hmm. want to cancel before we want to redeem. Right. Because it's very easy to say, hey, I you you messed up, you're done. Then to go, you messed up. How can we help you redeem? How can we redeem your who you are? How can we make you better? How can we turn this negative into a much more positive way? Because if we're honest, we're not all beyond the mistakes that we've made. Mm-hmm. But we often only see it through our eyes at times is that, hey, you know, well, I didn't do anything as bad as someone. It doesn't matter. It's yeah. not what the point of it is. It's not about what was the worst of the things. The matter is, does that person have the ability to do better and to change? Yeah. And if you don't give the opportunity, then are you just condemning them to no justice because you didn't see fit for them to have redemption? Right. Well, and I think what you're talking about here, Donnie, and this is where, um, and and I know just by the nature of these conversations, the nature of what this movie is, there tends to be this feeling um, within us that I, I don't want to have that conversation because that feels like uh, that now I got to have this political discussion about what what we as a country should be doing and how we handle things. But I think the important thing, and you know, I, that's why I want to go back to Dr. Perkins. Um, quote and he said it's really to restore any part of god's original intent yeah. right god's original and that's why god gets to define what he what he intended for human beings right and so that our job is we come in and and humans have destroyed the original intent in yeah. every aspect whether it be the way we treat one another our own character and who we are and so that this movie, I think, allows us an opportunity to have the question of, and I had I had this conversation with my children while watching this movie of, how should we think about people who are in prison? How should we treat people who are in prison? And the good news we have is that Jesus has given us an answer to that question. We can go back to God's original intent. And so I, I want to just direct your attention real quick to Matthew 25, where Jesus is giving this parable of what will happen. And when he, Jesus returns and he gathers people together and he says, yeah, I'm going to separate out the goats and the sheep. Uh, and the sheep are, are the ones you want to be in. And he says he's going to separate out on the right and the left. And he says he's going to look at the people uh, on the le- on the right and say, hey, when you when you saw me hungry and you gave me something to eat or you saw me thirsty and you gave me something to drink and you, you saw I was a stranger and you, you invited me in and I needed clothes and you closed me. And he said, and then this is the part when I was sick and in prison and you looked after me, you looked to my interest. He says, and they said, well, when did we do those? He goes, every time you, you fed a hungry person, Every time you clothed the person who needed that, every time you sheltered a person who needed shelter, every time you visited someone in prison, you were visiting me, that you saw me in the image of that person. And so what I said to my kids was, what if, what if Jesus was in prison? What if this person you see in prison, even if they did the wrong thing, even if they did something they sh- that, that, that they need to be in prison for, 
when you look at that person and you saw Jesus, how would you treat them? How would you think of them? How would you care about their feelings? And there's a there's a moment in this movie towards the end where one of the people uh, on death row, uh, Walter, I think is his name, is um, going to be uh, executed. And they weren't able to get a stay for his execution. And he asked Brian to be there for it. And th this is kind of the gray area of the movie. He did actually kill someone. He was not necessarily wrongly convicted in the sense that he did kill somebody. Um, but the question of the, the, the movie really has in this moment is when he goes to death row, he asks Brian to be there for him. And my kids were like, why would he want to come and watch that? And I said, he wants someone who is who is there at his death that is just brokenhearted and sad that he is dying whereas everyone else there sees this as the right thing that is happening and they see it as a good thing that's happening he just wants someone there who is who is sad for him and who's weeping with him and they said you know i think if that happened to me even if i did something wrong i would want someone who would be sad that i was dying and that's a great i get it that feels that feels difficult but that's the mess that followers of Jesus step into in works of justice is this situation is already broken, but what is the best way to restore dignity and worth and value to this person in that moment? Now, once again, you don't have to advocate for any kind of thing to have that conversation with your kids, but that your kids could get that compassion. Do you think Jesus, and this is what I said, at the end of the movie, I'll just open. This is one where I openly wept. I mean, I just, I, I couldn't. I was trying to read like the, the true facts, you know, when they was coming, it was like, this is what happened 30 years later and all that kind of stuff. And I couldn't, I was started to read and I just started weeping and I couldn't stop for a little bit. And my girls asked me, why, why daddy, why are you crying so much? And I said, because I think Jesus is crying right now. Because I just think, do you think when that man died, do you think Jesus cried? Then I think I should cry too. And that's a that's a big thing. Yeah. That's a big thing. And it does not require me necessarily to go, okay, now go vote this way. Go go do this thing. Go do that. It requires me to go, what can I do? Yeah. Um, what were you going to say, Donnie? Well, I was just going to say, I mean, I think it just poses a very interesting question of that you can present is like, is anyone beyond redemption? Right. Yeah. And, and that just leave it with that for many people. I mean, it said, is, is anyone beyond it? Yeah. And I don't have to get into sentencing laws or, yeah. or, 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 or mass incarceration or any of those things to have those conversations with my kids of what should my attitude towards those in prison be? What should the attitude of the church be towards those in prison? What should we do to help people when they do leave prison? Right. Cause not everyone's there under the death penalty what 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 do we do to love people and give them second chances and all that kind of stuff but here's the other part of this i think is huge this movie also addresses like many civil rights movies do there's a moment in this movie where brie larson who is um kind of i don't know what you would call her. she's like his partner is the best way i don't know what her title is and i don't want to think kind of like a paralegal type i, I think she's That's like a director she felt like to me yeah. yeah, but they say she said at one point like director of the program, but she's not the boss. And there was a whole thing about that in the movie. Anyway, yeah. their their offices at one point are in her home, and someone is obviously very not happy that they're trying to get this man off death row, and uh, ends up put, saying he put a bomb under her home, and they have this conversation about whether she should quit or not, and 
I got to have a conversation with my girls about Jesus teaching on uh, whenever you're persecuted for righteousness sakes, uh, that part of following Jesus, when we stand up for people, uh, means not everyone's going to be happy. Following Jesus, when we say it makes your life better, it does in the sense that you become a better person, but it also may put you at odds with some very powerful people. Uh, so, Sawyer, do you want to talk about that? We were trying to talk about that of, of, of what talking to our kids about the idea of you may get in trouble for following Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I think, you know, the Brie Larson character and that whole plot line is really, first of all, the se- that whole sequence is riveting in the movie. <laughs> um, that being said, terrifying the, is what I would yeah, say. Yeah. Yeah. Like it is, you are glued to the screen in that, in that whole sequence. Um, but I think what, what the movie gets right. And that scene is simply like symptomatic of almost is like doing the right thing is not always going to be popular. In fact, it might be contrarian a lot of the time. Um, the movie understands that doing the right thing is contrarian. I, when I was watching this movie, I just, I kept on thinking of Micah six, eight is the thing, um, you know, to, to uh, uh, like, it's where act, act justly do. Mercy, yeah. Walk act humbly. with justice, love mercy and uh, walk humbly with your God. Here's the thing that like a lot of people always forget. A lot of people like read that version. Like, yeah, that's where God's telling us how to live our lives and stuff like that. That comes at the end of a section where God is just explicitly telling Israel, like the culture he's addressing, you're doing everything wrong, okay? Everything you are doing is wrong. These animal sacrifices mean nothing to me, okay? You've killed all these rams, and yet you don't care about the people that need help and stuff like that. You think that killing the rams is enough, okay? And I think what this movie understands is we're not interested in killing rams. We're not interested in... in uh in platitudes that show that we're, we're doing the right thing and stuff like that. Everyone look at us. They're interested in getting their hands in the dirt and, and doing the work. And, and what happens is when, when you do the work, you're going to get dirty. And, uh, and, and that, that sounds, I know that sounds like I'm like quoting a gangster movie, but I, I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm the thing is like what, what I think Jesus understood as well. You know, you were just talking about like, loving like seeking justice okay and 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 loving mercy oftentimes means loving people like like the very nature of grace okay means you're going to love people who inherently don't deserve your love in fact they deserve retribution that's the nature of grace and so this both this movie and and uh and like like donnie you asked the question it it poses is anyone irredeemable essentially and the movie says no no one is irredeemable and that that is that can create some very uncomfortable dilemmas and stuff like that and and i i I really admire the movie's willingness to go there i guess is the best way to phrase it yeah Well, and I think, once again, it gives you the opportunity to have these conversations with your kids, especially if they're teenagers, because they're at a period of their life where they're trying to figure this out. And, uh, you know, one thing about younger and younger generations is they are very um, aware of what's going on in society. And I, I see so often, once again, 
politics being the thing that that drives parents and kids away as 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 parents are trying to tell kids, oh, that's stupid, that'll never work, this will never blah blah blah. And you're and I'll even say this, you may be right because they're 17. Like they they may not know what's going to work. You may be right. I'm not even trying to tell you that, that your policies, but to not enter into the conversation and try and say, okay, well, let's forget about what someone on the right is saying or someone on the left is saying. Let's look to what Jesus says justice is, right? Let's look to what God said the original intent was. Let's look to what God says this is. And like and like Sawyer and both Donnie have said as well, it's a messy process, right? When something is restored, when, when you need to restore something, you know, when you got to restore a vehicle, you're going to get some rust and some oil and some dirt on your hands to, in order to make it clean. And so often we think of oil and dirt. I don't mean sin. I don't mean you're going to have to go do, it's not like when people are like, some t- there's going to come a time where good people are going to have to do bad things. That's not what Jesus says. <laughs> Jesus says we do good things. But the, but the messiness of it is, is the people you're helping you may look at them and say, this is my enemy. This is somebody who I don't want to do good for. This is somebody who I don't think is deserving of this grace and this love. But when you look and say, but I'm meeting Jesus here and I'm trying to do this. And it once again, it's not a one size fits all. That, that, that's what I think this movie does well is you have someone who is wrongfully convicted and someone who actually did do a crime. And, and, and what the movie brings up is how do I do justice for both of these people? How should we have mercy for both? And it may not look the same, right? It may not look the same for both people. But what does look the same is that we as followers of Jesus who enter into this, and you could say to your kids is God wants you to love all people. And that doesn't look the same. Doesn't look the same in every situation. Loving all people doesn't mean you have to tell everyone they're right. Loving all people doesn't mean you have to tell people what they did wasn't wrong. Sometimes love means you tell people when they do what they did was wrong. But it means more. Donnie, I can tell you want to say something. What'd you get? Yeah, because I was thinking about when you said that, as I think, you know, it's that idea of when we say, like when someone says, they'll throw up the statement of going, you can't judge me, only God can judge me. As a Christ follower, it's not my job to judge you. It is not. But I am to hold you accountable. Yeah. Accountability is key because a lot of times it's that we don't want to be, I will say, some people will not want to be held accountable for what they've done. Right. So they say, well, you can't judge me. Well, so what is it? Is it just going to be that you can't, you won't, you can't be held accountable at all. Right. Well, well, and like what I think you're hitting on there, Donnie is like judgment, judgmental, like a judgmental attitude is not a coming from a place of love. Exactly. And a place of accountability is, is a sign of love is the thing because it says, Hey, I love you enough to tell you that you're doing this wrong. Judgmental is like, you're stupid, okay? And then moving on. Or well, judge, a, judgment uh, by its nature is condemnation. Judgment, yeah. judgment in the biblical sense, there's two different kinds. There's judgment as condemnation, which is you did something bad or you look a certain way and therefore you are bad and worthless and not deserving of respect or love. That's condemnation. That's the kind of judgment Jesus said, Judge not in that way, lest you, you or you too will be judged. There's a different kind of judgment, which is discernment, which is the ability to look and say, that's not healthy for you. That's not good for you. That God's original intent was not that you would ever, would that would be that you would never harm someone. So we may have to do some things in order to help you no longer harm people because all of us need that. But it doesn't necessarily mean uh, that I then condemn you. 
And so I think I think that's huge. Yeah. All right. Well, let's kind of wrap it up here. And um, is there anything else that you guys want to add to this conversation? Donnie, Sawyer, anything you guys want to add at the end that parents might be able to help their kids with this? Um, yeah. You know, if you're I, I will say this just on the from from the teenager perspective. It can it could be difficult to get your your child to want to watch this movie. Um, and if they like are very resistant, I, I'm not going to say, you know, and, and this might sound like, Oh, wow. Wait, wait, a, wait to sell your podcast and all. This is not a movie that I would force a kid into watching. Be like, we're watching this movie tonight. Um, that this movie is not a movie that you should watch when you're put off, you know? Um, you should not watch this movie with a with a chip on your shoulder. You should watch this movie ready to be challenged, you know, and and um, almost seeking it. You know, I, I I'd compare this movie to um to like Goodwill Hunting. It's very sermonic, okay. Um, it is very much like simply asking some questions, almost of yourself. You know, it, it asks that you do some self examination, and and that's what I that's what I love about it. That's kind of what makes it more difficult, though. Hmm. That's good. Donnie, what were you going to say? I mean, I think overall, it's like the only thing I would say is that when you go into watching this movie, whether it's with your child or you have a conversation with them afterward, I think the biggest part of it is just go into watching this with the understanding that as a Christ follower, we are called to draw others toward Jesus. and if we act justly and love mercy, that's exactly what we'll do. Yeah, I think that's great. Um, so I think the the only thing I want to end with and just kind of end this is when we go back to what is God's original intent, I think the cross is the best example of this, which is the cross is God's greatest act of justice and his greatest act of mercy. Uh, it is where God dealt with all the wrong things and the way that this world is broken, but he also poured out his love and mercy on us to bring us together. And so I just want to end this podcast by reading some words about this uh, and what we have been called to do as followers of Jesus to work in that, that this process of using justice and mercy to bring people together uh, to God and to one another is what the Bible refers to as reconciliation. It's taking this world that is not God's original intent anymore and bringing it back. And this is what Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5, verse th uh, 14. For Christ's love compels us, because we are convinced that one died for all, and therefore all died, and he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no, no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, this new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. And all this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation that God was reconciling the world through Christ. Uh, sorry, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. And we are therefore Christ's ambassadors. 
as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. 